0: Yesterday I changed my message because, as we all know, Peter passed away as one of the members of the church. Peter passed away on Friday at about 2.30, and we pray for Sharon and her family that the Lord will comfort the whole family. Now and the days to come. When I visited Peter on Wednesday, he was normal. My wife and I were called in to see him, and at that moment, there was no other time to waste but to reassure and reaffirm the stand of a person in Christ? So I ask Peter the same questions that we ask anyone here to reaffirm that they are true believers of our Lord Jesus Christ. I say to Peter, do you confess and believe in your heart that you do love the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter said to us. There is no other name. That man can be saved. And yes. He confessed. That he is a believer. In the Lord Jesus Christ. On Friday. We had another call. So I, was, I rushed to the hospital. And. I said to sharon while peter is still lying there and breathing i would love to read a verse or scripture so i read first peter i'm not going to read to you the whole of first peter but i'm going to read to you a few verses blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. From the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. I read on, but I'm going to read the last two verses. Verse 24 and verse 25. Which I want to emphasize today as my message: All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. <laughs> And so I said the prayer and then I read out these verses and Peter's head was on the pillow facing this way, breathing. I left the room and I got a call that Peter has left us. And I praise the Lord. Because I remember Sharon's prayer at that moment. Lord, give him peace. Give him rest. And I thought, this woman has actually praised the Lord and committed her husband to the Lord that day. But what was amazing in what I witnessed, that there was so much peace on the face of Peter. I mean, the time was quick. So much peace in the life of this man. And today, I want to encourage you: life is a dash. The brevity of life is my talk today. The brevity of life. 1 Peter 1, verse 24, 25. As we have heard, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. But life is a dash. You see, there's a time when we, when you were born, there's a, di- a time when I die. But in between is life. It's a dash. It's a small dash. And it says here, don't waste your dash. Don't waste your life. What have you done for Jesus Christ in this gap? Life is short. Life is short. Peter has confessed that Jesus Christ was the Savior of his life. All people are like grass. So Peter is no no longer here. And one day you and I will see the same fate. We all die. But the question is, Where would you spend eternity? We all die. Where would you spend eternity? As we have breath, as we have life, this is where God's grace is for you and I right now. Make the most of that opportunity between here. We were born, we will die one day, what are we doing for Christ right now? It's not a laughing matter. Young people, I know you are strong and powerful. You have life, young men and young women. And you think, Oh I will enjoy life, the Bible says. Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes chapter twelve verse one says says, remember The Lord your God, your creator. While you're young. Remember the Lord while you're young. Before those dismal days. Remember. So all people are like grass meaning, meaning. You see that's the brevity of life. The grass and the flower comes up in the morning. At the end of the day it withers. Such is the life of man. Such is your life and my life. We are breathing now. We are going to work. We are doing everything that we can. But death is lurking at the door. Where would you spend eternity without Christ Jesus Christ? Because There are two existences I will be talking about. Two places of existence. But before we do that, I want us to listen to this, to watch this. Juki is going to play for us this thing. It's one of the most disturbing sounds that you will ever hear. The final beat of my heart and your heart. And after that, the question is, where would you spend eternity? This is so sad. Ole Tami Ole Toeta Fatu O Now th- this is the these are the two existences. There's one existence called heaven, there's another existence called Hell. These are two realities. Do not say it's not real. These are two realities. One is heaven after that heartbeat. And the whole family is crying over you. Where are you going to go? It's a nice picture we are seeing in here. Of someone going straight to be with the Lord forever. The Bible speaks about that as it's eternal life. Jesus says that. We've been talking about that in the book of John eternal life it means forever so probably i mean we can see now that this guy is heading to heaven so he has lived his life for jesus he has acknowledged christ to be the lord and savior of his life he could have had a big business in life he could have had a big family or all these things but the most important thing to him was jesus christ everything else is nothing so it's going to be of the Lord. And Jesus says, verse 24 of chapter 5, He who believes my word and him who sent me has everlasting life. He who believes in me, Jesus says. And Jesus says, he shall not come into judgment, but has passed over from death to life. The dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear his voice will live. And those who have ears, hear the word of the Lord. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, that guy, and those who had done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. It means when Jesus comes, he will rise everybody from the dead and all of us who are alive. Those who have done good in life, they will be resurrected to be with Christ forever. Those who did not live for Christ, they will rise to be condemned. I'm sorry if you think this is a bit hard, but this is what the Bible says. Sorry. No. Now I'm going to show you Something we might have seen as we were growing up about this sin has really marred our relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, a person here is a sinful person. Because of his sin, a big gasp here between him and God, the holy God. And the Bible says, Romans three twenty three For all have sinned, and therefore they cannot come to the glory of God, fall short of the glory of God. And everything that this guy here does, it he falls short of the glory of God, because a big gap here. He cannot reach God. So what does he do? He tries his best. Good works of the Lord. He's trying to reach God through good works. Religion. Going to church every Sunday without Christ. Religion. Do all these things. You know, I grew up in, as I say, I think you've heard my testimony a few times. I grew up in a religious country. And some of us here know that. But religion is not a relationship with Jesus Christ. Christianity is the love of Christ and the grace with the Lord is the relationship between us and God. Some people say, oh, I want to be a good person. I'm a good man. It doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't take you to be with God. Some people say, I'm going to be rich and have a lot of money. I'm sure I can buy my way to heaven. Oh, No one can buy their way to heaven. Philosophy and all that. What is the answer? How can we get to God? That's the remedy. The remedy is the cross. The solution is the cross. Not religion. Not works. Not any other thing. But it is the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus says... I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. How true are these words? But by me. It is not by works, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. It is by faith, faith through the grace of our Lord, not our efforts, not any work that you can get to heaven. Romans 5, verse 8, while we were still sinners, our Lord died for us. And He's calling everybody. Now, this morning when I woke up, because I was thinking about this message, I told my family my dream last night. And I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you my dream. Short version. I caught a train to heaven. And God was the driver of the train. And the first carriage of the train was so full. So what happened? God extended the train. So there's more room. I was shocked. I got on the train to look for my family. I think they were at the back of the train. And so there was so much room on this train. But what amazes me was that the train was giving out the opportunity to everyone. I looked outside, and there were millions of people sitting outside that did not really care about the train. Millions. And the opportunity was going out to come, to board the train to heaven. And God is being so gracious to give out the opportunity. And so I woke up, and I thought... What a gracious God. That right now, He's giving us the opportunity through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's a remedy. That's a remedy. And that is the first existence I wanted to talk to, to you about. Eternal life is an existence. Where we will live this earth, but if you have lived your life for Jesus and confessed that Jesus is my Lord, this is where we're going to be. I explained eternal life to my family and my daughter said to me the other day, that's not fun. I thought it is fun because she loves, you know, shopping and all those things. <laughs> yes, there's no shopping in heaven. Unfortunately, there's no shopping tetra in heaven. Heaven is an existence where we will live for Christ. Remember this word, forever. And God's not going to make a mistake and find out, oh, sorry, you, um, you make a mistake, go back to earth. No. When he calls you, he calls you. You are Christian. This is another existence. Existence number two. Because there are only two existences. There is a place called the lake of fire or eternal condemnation. For those who did not believe in Christ, never confessed the Lord to be their Lord and Savior, those millions outside the train who did not care about the train that's waiting to go to heaven, unfortunately, the Bible says there will be an eternal punishment but there is a righteous dwelling forever. Now, while I was uh, going through this last night, I also came on the internet about an an essay or a an essay that someone wrote that there is no such thing as eternal condemnation. It was written by a Christian. And they're trying to minimize the the pain They say there's no pain after death. We will die and we will be lost. We will be uh, forgotten. The Bible speaks about it is an eternal condemnation. Don't ask me. Because I find it too hard to comprehend this. But as there is eternal life, there is also an eternal condemnation. These are some of the verses... If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two ears to be cast into hell, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Mark nine forty-seven to 49 Dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the, the gospel of our Lord Jesus, these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8-9 to nine. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have not rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name, that is the place. Lastly, I mean, there are many verses, but these are the only verses I want to give to you today. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So what is the challenge for us today? That is our message for today. What is our Challenge for, I will go back to the, to the, this. This is the solution for each and every one of us here today. You must choose Christ. at a Tao on a You must. It's not, there, there are no ifs. There are no buts. Or no maybes. No, you must accept Christ. It is a must. I I was looking at the face of this guy. I thought, is he thinking? Or shall I go or not? And this is a time of decision. Or a time of decision. God has already prepared a place for us. And Jesus says in John 14, When I go away, I will come back. Why? Because I love you. Christ will come one day. He will come one day to take you home. And all of us here who love his name, please You must. And I'm not saying that very lightly. We must. There is no other way to God. If you haven't given your heart to the Lord Jesus. Today is the day. Do not harden your heart. Pray for our families. Who have not come to the Lord Jesus when I saw the peaceful man Peter was, and the confession that he said, Jesus is my Lord. This is why we do church. And I'm so excited as a pastor of the church. That one from Mount Warren Park Community Church has gone to be with the Lord. So excited, aren't you? I'm excited. Because not only that you hear from their their mouths, But you also saw and the way he lived. Twice, he provided the place for our church to be baptized. And some of us are walking with the Lord because someone has given his life. We have done so many things over there at his house. And Peter, before he died, he was still thinking... How can I help out the church in fundraising for a church building? His heart is to help his church. I was so pleased that night when I asked Peter, "Do you confess Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? There is no other name in heaven and under heaven that man can be saved Other than the name of Jesus Christ. Is that your commitment this morning? Is that your commitment this morning? Are you going to give your heart to Christ? If you have not given. Now I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm not going to go away without giving this opportunity. Please do not take this opportunity very lightly. Because I'm going to another funeral on Wednesday. And this funeral. Someone that was in our church rang me this week. Not sure whether you heard a man named Peter Bison, Bob. His son, 30 year old man, was killed in a bike accident. We don't know when we are going to die. We don't know. But now, this is the grace that's been given to you and to me. If you haven't, do it now. It is, it is a must. Now, who wants to give their heart to Jesus? And say like Peter, I want to give my heart to the Lord. Look. And I want to pray for that person. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. I'm looking around once, twice, three times. See, that's the limit of man's patience. But God's patience is here forever. And his grace is over us. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on a cross. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, I know sometimes it is very hard for us to put up our hand in front of others, but you know, Lord, anyone here today, when that final heartbeat that we saw today stops, the question is, where are you going to spend eternity? Is it eternal life or eternal condemnation? Lord, bless your church today, and may we live... To honor your name each day in our relationships. And may we live to glorify you from our lips, no bad words. From our minds, no bad thoughts towards my other brother and my other sister. And may your name be glorified forever and ever. Amen.